Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's really helping you grow in the Lord. But I just wanted to take a second just to talk about this great tool that I've been using to bring the Word of God to people. Anchor is a tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and a lot more. So it's really been helping me reach people that I can't go to their house and actually teach them a Bible study. So it's everything you need in the podcast in one place. The best of all, Anchor, and it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. How is my wonderful family doing today? Good. Yeah, we're ready to start another Bible study, guys. This time we're doing the book of Timothy. Timothy. Yes, this is a letter from Paul to one of his good friends that helped him live a life that's pleasing to Christ. Right, guys? Amen. Yep. So we're going to study it and act like Paul is writing this letter right to us. Won't that be cool? Is it he? Kind of. Well, he's writing it to Timothy, but Timothy's a believer and so are we. So everything he's telling him, we can apply to our lives. Amen. So here we go. Starting in verse number one. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God, our Savior in Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. I am writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. When I left for Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in emphasis and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations, which don't help people live a life of faith in God. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clean conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed the whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they speak so confidently. We know that the law is good when used correctly, for the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their fathers and mothers and commit other murders. The law is for people who are sexually immoral and who practice homosexuality and are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or who do everything else that contradicts the wholesome teachings that come from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people, but God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. 
He filled me with the faith and love that comes from Christ Jesus. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions to you, based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear, for some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Hermanius and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so that they might learn not to blaspheme God. Wow, that's pretty intense, guys, right? Yeah. I wouldn't yes. want to be handed over to Satan, that's for sure. Definitely not. But that's how important it is that we don't blaspheme God. We've got to take his word seriously. Yeah. So let's move on to chapter number two. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And I have been chosen as a preacher and an apostle to teach the Gentiles this message about faith and truth. I'm not exaggerating, just telling the truth. In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. And I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold and pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things they do. Women should learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly. For God made Adam first, and afterwards he made Eve. And it was not Adam who, who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived, and the sin was a result. But woman will be saved through childbearing, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. Chapter number three. I guess that last chapter was all for you, Mom. Yeah, boys, that's why I didn't grow up wearing a bunch of necklaces and makeup and wearing revealing clothing. I didn't grow up on makeup. But there was, there was some stuff for us men, too. We're supposed to live holy lives as well. We're supposed to be modest and think about the things of God, not the things Mom, of this I world. I don't wear makeup. Yeah. 
I hope you don't wear makeup, Saul. What is that? All right, let's move on. Chapter number three. This is a trustworthy saying. If someone inspires to be a church leader, he desires an honorable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. So I think this, this book's all for us, guys. Yes. If you want to be a preacher, these are the things you have to do. You have to be faithful to your wife. You must have self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his house, and he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? Man, that's everything I hope I accomplish, guys. Yes. A church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil could cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be well-respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed and must live with a clear conscience. Because they are appointed as deacons, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife, and he must manage his children and his household well. Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God. That's why we're reading this, right? We want to know how to act when we're in church, right, boys? Right. Which is a pillar and a foundation of the truth. Without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. So here's the great mystery of our faith, boys. You ready for it? Yeah. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. Isn't that good? Wow. Yeah. That's everything our God did. What a big, good God. I feel like I want that on the wall. Yeah. Chapter number four. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that the last times some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. They will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods. Saul, in the King James Version, it says, eat meats. Yes. Would it be wrong if they said you could never eat steak again? Yes. Paul calls it a doctrine of demons. I agree. That sounds like it's demonic. <laughs> we love steak around here, right? 
Yep. <laughs> but God created those foods. You hear that? God created steak. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's, there. How, that's how you know he loves Now you have a reason not to be a vegetarian. <laughs> right. But God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. That's why we give thanks to God before we eat. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. Amen. So anything we eat, we should be praying over and giving thanks for it. So that way we know it'll be good in our body, right? Amen. If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teachings you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wife's tales. Instead, train yourselves to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. You guys hear that? Yeah. yeah. So we should all work out, right? But working out yes. our Holy Spirit is even better. Yeah. Amen. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people and particularly of all believers. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. You hear that, Saul? Don't let yes. anyone think less of you because you're young. Yeah. You guys hear that? Yep. You guys got God on your side too, right? You don't have to wait till you're old to hear his word. You can know it now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gifts you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into the task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teachings. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. First Timothy chapter number five. We're going to go through Timothy one and two in this Bible study, right guys? Five. Yes. Yes. All right, here we go. Starting at verse one. Never speak harshly to an old man. You guys hear that? Mm. Yeah. You guys wouldn't be old. You wouldn't speak harshly to an old man, would you? No. If he said, here, no. Sonny, come here and get me this toy real quick. Would you say, no, old man? No. <laughs> I hope not. No, no. We're supposed to be nice to our elders, right? Yes. Yeah. So we got to speak nice to them. But appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. And treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sister. Take care of any widow who has no one else to care for her. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home 
and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. So you hear that, boys? When me and mom get old, you're going to have to take care of us. Amen. Because that will please God. Not again. Not again. <laughs> now, a true widow, a woman who is truly alone in this world, has placed her hope in God. She prays night and day, asking God for his help. But the widow who lives only for pleasure is spiritually dead even while she lives. Give these instructions to the church so that no one will be open to criticism. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. The widow who is put on the list for support must be a woman who is at least 60 years old and was faithful to her husband. She must be well respected by everyone because of the good she has done. Has she brought up her children well? Has she been kind to strangers and served others humbly? Has she helped those who are in trouble? Has she always been ready to do good? The younger widows should not be on the list because their physical desires will overcome their devotion to Christ and they will want to remarry. Then they would be guilty of breaking their previous pledge. And if they are on the list, they will learn to be lazy and will spend their time gossiping from house to house, meddling in other people's business and talking about things they shouldn't. Karen. <laughs> you think these people are Karen, Saul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So I advise these younger widows to marry again, have children, and take care of their own homes. Then the enemy will not be able to say anything against them. For I am afraid that some of them have already gone astray and now follow Satan. If a woman who is a believer has relatives who are widows, she must take care of them and not put the responsibility on the church. Then the church can care for the widows who are truly alone. Elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, those who work deserve their pay. Those were Jesus's words. Do not listen to an accusation against an elder unless it is confirmed by two or three witnesses. Those who sin should be reprimanded in front of the whole church. This will serve as a strong warning to others. I solemnly command you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus and the highest angels to obey these instructions without taking sides or showing favoritism to anyone. Never be in a hurry about appointing a church leader. Do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Don't drink only water. You ought to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach, because you are sick so often. Remember, the sins of some of the people are obvious, leading them to certain judgment. But there are others whose sins will not be revealed until later. In the same way, the good deeds of some people are obvious and the good deeds done in secret will someday come to light. Chapter number six, the last chapter in the first book of Timothy. 
All slaves should show full respect to their masters, so they will not bring shame on the name of God and his teachings. If the masters are believers, that is no excuse for being disrespectful. Those slaves should work all the harder because their efforts are helping other believers who are well-loved. Teach these things, Timothy, and encourage everyone to obey them. Some people may contradict our teachings, but these things are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person is a unhealthy desire to quabble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt. Well, we don't want to be like these people, right, guys? Right. Yep. Yeah, let's try to be like the other people who are doing what God wants. Yes. Their minds are corrupt, and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Wow. That's powerful, guys. We definitely don't want to look at what we do for God as a way to get money, right? Right. Yep. That's why we do a lot of stuff for people where we don't get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more important that we're serving God and we're serving his kingdom. And of course, God will give us a way to make money. He doesn't want us to be broke, but we should do things for other believers out of love. Yet true godliness with contentment is in itself great wealth. There we go. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. You hear that? Yeah. We can't take it with us when we leave this world. No. So much for that rap song where he puts all of his money in the grave, right? Right. What is that, that going to do? You can't take it with you. Can I take my Xbox? No, Jesus got better Xboxes in heaven. With way more space, and they run faster, and they don't glitch. Can I take Xbox Series <laughs> 100? That's what they got. And in heaven, they got they got Xbox Infinity. How are you? It's amazing. What's <laughs> that? What's that? I'm Can just I kidding. Let's go on. People PS really don't want to hear us make all this stuff up about heaven here. They'd rather hear the Bible. So let's continue. So if we have enough food and clothing... Let Amen. us be content. Do you guys have enough food and clothes? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Saul, you got some nice J's. Uh, we got some yeah. nice duds. That should make us content, people. We don't really need all the new Xboxes and all the new computers. We're already provided oh. for. Yeah. Our we daily. Need, we need clothes and we need food. We need the things that are important. We need the word of God in our life. And God knows that's enough for us. Now, Amen. does God give us stuff? Did God give you an Xbox? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He he takes care of us because he loves us. But yeah. if we have food and clothes, we should be happy, right? Right. Uh-huh. That's what the Bible is telling us. When we get all the extra stuff, we should give thanks to God because we really don't need it. And then we get our true joy from helping people and yes. serving. And Yeah, that's good. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires. That plunge them into ruin and destruction. Wow, guys. That means we really shouldn't desire to be rich, right? Right. Because if you do, you're going to fall into traps. How many times have I talked about that with you, Saul? 
When people say, hey, you've got a million dollars, you just got to call and give us your number. A lot. Yeah, because it's scams, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. You yeah. So let's get back to the Bible study. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, guys. Yeah. If we love money, it can lead our hearts to actually desire things of this world and that's evil right right we want to we want to have a love for god alone right and desire heavenly yeah. things he'll give us money Spiritual he'll take care things. of us but it's not the money that that's what we need we need the god who can supply all of our needs right yeah yeah all right but let's continue again and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and have pierced themselves with many sorrows but you, Timothy, are a man of God. Hey, just like us, right? Yeah. Yeah, you guys are man of God. You're a great woman of God. So he, Timothy was like us. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the true faith. You guys want to fight? Yes. Yeah. yeah, let's fight the good fight of faith. Hold truly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And I charge you before God who gives life to all and before Christ Jesus, who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate, that you obey this command without wavering. Then no one can find fault with you. From now until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by a blessed and only almighty God, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. He alone can never die, and he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. No human eye has ever seen him, nor ever will. All honor and power to him forever. Amen. Teach those who are rich in the world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. You hear that? So he didn't say he had to give it all away, right? Yeah. Right. He says, don't be proud and don't trust in your money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Amen. Yep, See, he just, don't be I bougie. was saying all that. It's almost like I've read this before. <laughs> Tell them who use their money to do good. That's what we want to do when we get money, Amen. guys. We don't want to just go out and buy a Lamborghini. Let's go out and buy a playground for all the kids in the neighborhood to use. Let's do something good with right. our money. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Amen. Man, this is good, guys. It's good. Yeah. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that mm. they may experience true life. Jesus. Man, that is so good. That's exactly how I want to live. Timothy... Guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. May God's grace be with you all. That's the end of the Amen. first Timothy book. 
Now we're going on to 2 Timothy. This one's only got four chapters, so we're going to lay them in here too. And we'll wrap this Bible study up. This is a letter from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunuch. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. You know, that's why we lay our hands on people when we pray at church, right guys? Yes. Yeah, because we give spiritual gifts when we do that. For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity. That didn't come from God. But the power, love, and self-discipline. Those are what the spirit he gave us. Power, love, and self-discipline. Not the spirit of fear. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, we don't get that from God. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. These letters are actually telling us exactly how we need to live our lives, guys. Right. Yes. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer for me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserve it, but because that was his plan from the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain to us By the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior, he broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. And God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the good news. That is why I am suffering here in prison. But I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. As you know, everyone from the province of Asia has deserted me, even Polygus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show special kindness to Onephius, the only of his family, because he often visited and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because I was in chains. When he came to Rome, he searched everywhere until he found me. May the Lord show him special kindness on the day of Christ's return. And you know very well how helpful he was in emphasis. Chapter number two. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. 
Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. You guys hear that? We're like soldiers, right? Right. Soldiers in the Lord's army. Amen. Yeah, that's how we're supposed to live our lives. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand these things. Always remember that Christ Jesus, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach the good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory to Christ Jesus, to those God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. And if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. Remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin those who hear them. Work hard so you can present yourselves to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in the case of Hermaphias and Philetus. They have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead was already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone. With its inscription, the Lord knows those who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. In a healthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourselves pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. You guys hear that? He's talking about you guys being a tool for God. Mm -hmm. You can choose whether you're just going to be a wood or a clay tool or if you're going to be a gold tool in the hands of God. Golden. That's all by how we live our lives. That's why we got to restrain from things, stay away from evil, and seek after God so we can be a golden tool in God's hands. What about diamond? Yeah, maybe you'll add some diamonds to yours if you live real good. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from everything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish Arrogant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Be able to teach, 
and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. That's good, guys. That says, like, when we see people who are sinning, we shouldn't look at them like they're a sinner, but we should look at them like they're caught by the devil. And we should be graceful and merciful as we help them out of that trap. Like caught in a snare. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Don't just look at them like they're bad people. They're good people they're caught tricked. by a bad devil. Right. <laughs> Amen. Chapter number three. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. You guys know we're living in the last days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jesus sure. is coming back soon. Yeah, amen. Yeah, they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God and disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. Do we yeah. see that stuff going on in the world? We yes. do. Yeah, we got to watch out, guys. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless and puffed up with pride and love pleasures rather than God. Wow. Love pleasures rather than God, guys. That means they'd rather have fun than go to church and spend time with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At church, it is fun, though. Exactly. There is fun in God. You're right, Saul. I love the way you think. So much joy in God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings but they are never able to understand the truth. Wow. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. They have deprived minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janus and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live. And what my purpose in life is, you know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil people... And imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture, listen to this, guys. He's talking about the Bible here. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong 
and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every kind of good work. That's why we're reading this Bible, right, guys? Yeah. Because that's what the Bible does for us. If you don't read this Bible, you won't realize what's good for you in your life. And you won't realize what's bad for you in your life. That's why we're reading it to people online. Maybe they'll hear it and they'll realize what's good for their life. And they'll stay away from what's bad for their life. Chapter number four, final chapter, guys. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus whom will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teachings. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will teach them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. And now my prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demaeus, has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Dalmeda. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Theseus to Emphasis. When you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Taurus. Also bring my books and especially my papers. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from the certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and those living in the household of Onephius. Eratus stayed in Corinth and I left Timorpheus sick at Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Embolus sends his greetings, and so do Pendus, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. May the Lord be with your spirit, and may his grace be with you all. And my apologies to all of his friends with weird names that I probably totally <laughs> messed up there. He needs some friends like Tom, Bob, and <laughs> he needs some good Timmy and Millie friends, right? Yeah, Tim's a good name. 
Even Timothy tried to to lengthen it and call him Timothy. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the end of 2 Timothy, guys. Man, that was good. Two books down in this Bible study again. Right. Why don't we go to the Lord in prayer? I hope everybody's excited about praying with us. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Lord Jesus, Jesus thank you for this time in your word, God. Let this instruction go deep in our hearts, God, because we need to live like Timothy in these last days, God. That we can be a light to this world, we can reach the people around us and help them to live holy and godly lives as we wait for our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords to return. We worship you and praise you, and we ask you to make our lives vessels that you can use in your kingdom, God. We praise you and thank Thank you for this time with you, God. We love spending time with the king in the garden. And you continue to do. And in Jesus' name, touch the lives of everybody listening. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot for joining us. We love doing this, and we can't wait to do it again. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless you.